What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Pogo City Radio. I'm Andrew Bedlam. We got some new music for you right now coming from the Downclines. That was new from the Downclines. Now, that is a band our friend Chandler from Bolo 1037 is singing in. Now, Chandler playing bass on the track from Bolo we usually play. But in this band, I think he's just doing vocals. Definitely a different sound. Uh, You know, Bolo, cool too, but definitely darker, heavier, harder. I think this band's definitely uh, more of like a party sound with some like heavy vocals but like a little bit more of a rock and roll element you know what i mean like uh not at all that it's like blanks but just more in that party it's got that party rock and roll aspect to it where bolo's more like kind of like how i saw one sided is like angry and mean and punk hardcore you know what i mean this has a little bit more of the punk to it splitting hairs really though but can't tell you much about them chandler sent me three songs from them they all are demos that is called good god which i just played now uh, last episode 
also played some new tracks. We played uh, one I've played on here before, but coming off the new record, the Unsubs' new 7-inch with their new singer. And we also played a track from the Lower Class Brats, uh, most recent release, Tales of the Wild, Ugly, and the Damned. And uh, yeah, so if you want to hear more about that and the merch pack from LCB United, go to the last episode. And uh, if you guys are watching live on Facebook, I know we got kicked off last week. We had a bunch of people watching and we got kicked off. That's what happens on Facebook. We're not supposed to do this on Facebook. I'm breaking all the rules <laughs> by doing this show. We're like illegally redistributing music and uh, copyright infringement. And uh, so we get pulled. But the podcast that doesn't matter. It sounds better. You don't have that like internet digitalness to it. It's the exact same show. It just sounds clear and it doesn't cut out. The the music sounds better. You can listen to it at your leisure. And uh, yeah, so go get either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give Pogo City Radio a follow. And that's really the best way to keep up with the content. It can also be found on Podbean and whatever other platform you probably listen to podcasts on unless we've been kicked off. Because we did get kicked off Pandora for a while ago. Probably just for the content because our numbers are okay. And to be honest, that usually doesn't matter. It used to matter on some of the bigger platforms when podcasts first came out. But now pretty much most sites pull from your uh, i whatever number it's called from your like iTunes bullshit. But Pandora booted us a couple years ago. I think it was because of the content and because I've tried to get us back on there multiple times to no avail. But uh, yeah, there's plenty of places you can find the show. And also remember, only did a couple of the videos, did like four of uh, some scripted out vi videos we put on the Pogo City Radio YouTube. I know the Joey Ramone one got plenty of plays. There's a Dead Boys one and a Johnny Thunders one. I'm jumping around here, this reminds me of a post I put on my Facebook yesterday that uh, got plenty of comments. Someone else made a post of uh, the street. Jesus Christ, there's a giant bug on my wall. But uh, somebody made a post. Holy fuck, I can't concentrate now. Somebody made a post of uh, the Street Brats' first record, uh, Dead End Kids. If you listen to that show, you know that is one of my absolute favorite albums. And I said in the post, I commented, I was like, Love this album, one of my all-time favorite. The stuff they came out with later was a little in a little bit more in the poppier realm for me. I wasn't as big of a fan as it. But that first album, the, cho the phrase I chose to use was it's really a desert island album for me. Meaning like if you were stranded on a desert island and you only had three records, which, which would you take? So I sat there in my head real quick and I went, well, I already put Street Brats on the list and I guess I definitely have to put Tanked and Pogoed by Blank 77. And then I went, oh, fuck. I said, if there's only three, if I'm saying there's only three records, well, is it Johnny Thunder's LAMF or the Dead Boys' Young, Loud, and Snotty? And then I instantly gave myself a migraine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, wait, no. How do, we, how do we deal with this? Now, luckily, I'm not on a desert island. And um, I myself did not answer that question, but there was a ton of answers and there was a fair amount for Johnny Thunders, but far and away the Dead Boys took it. The Dead Boys won that little vote on my Facebook by far. There was quite a few, some love for Johnny Thunders, and not too many people like insulted LAMF or anything. Like if they picked the Dead Boys, they'd be like, well, it's a hard one, but I'm going Dead Boys. 
But far and away did the dead boys, young, loud, and snotty, take the vote on my Facebook. Now, uh, we have some live people. We have some comments. We got, uh, we, I see Marley in there. Pandora sucks. What's up, Sean? Uh, I almost bought Young, Loud, and Snotty at a flea mart last week, but it was too much. Sean, I got news for you, buddy. It was not too much. What's really the collector's item is we have come for your children. Now, I have owned both these records. I no longer own either one of them. Now, of course, most people want Young, Loud, and Snotty. It's classic. It's a pinnacle punk rock album. One of the best albums of all time, in my opinion. You can hear why on my YouTube channel. Go search Pogo City Radio. Go find the Young, Loud, and Snotty Dead Boys video. But, um, but the second album, which uh, Cheetah Chrome was not much of a fan of, Steve Bader's, the producers, really took the band in another direction. According to Cheetah Chrome's book, he was literally at a payphone crying to Hilly Crystal saying they're ruining the dead boys while they were recording We Have Come For Your Children, the second album. But uh, the second album actually worth more, more of a collector's item because it's more of a rarity due to the underground success of Young, Loud, and Snotty, more mass produce of a product like there's more copies out there we have come from your children they didn't really get to promote it according to the cbgb's movie they kind of shorten up the story and tell it wrong they make it look like the dead boys released young loud and snotty and then blitz got stabbed and the band kind of imploded that's not what happened they did record the second album they did get to tour for the first album even though there was plenty of problems lots of good punk rock stories of course the band breaks down what else is new you're not a punk rock band if you go on tour and your van doesn't break down that's just i don't make the rules i just follow them but uh, the dead boys second album came out not not as big of a fanfare, not as cool and legendary of a track, some uh, track lineup. There are some killer tracks like Ain't It Fun on there, you know what I mean. I'm a fan of Son of Sam. I love the cover of Tell Me by the Dead Boys, I mean uh, by the Rolling Stones. Fun fact, the reason why they chose to cover Tell Me by the Rolling Stones when they were recording, and I believe it was Florida, I forget what album it was, but the Stones were in the studio next to him. So uh, the first album was recorded at Electric Ladyland Studios, Jimi Hendrix's, I use air quotes, studio because he did design it. It is known as Jimi Hendrix Studio, but he pretty much died as soon as it was up and ready. But the Dead Boys recorded the first album there. The second album, I believe in Florida, the Rolling Stones were next door. Keith Richards took a liking to the band. They were hanging out plenty. And of course, the Dead Boys decided they had to cover tell me but uh, if you find a dead boys album i'm definitely when i bought them they were reasonable like um i think i spent at double decker in allentown which is still there on st john's and seventh across the street now i think i bought young loud and snotty honestly about 15 years ago for 45 dollars. it's up over 100 when you see it on ebay and shit now young loud and snotty I bought for like $25. I see it floating for like 70. Maybe you can gouge some people, not that I condone that, but hey, if somebody, you're only ripping somebody off when you tell them you're gonna give them something for $10 and then kick them in the head for 30. If you tell them it's 30 from the gate and they're willing to pay you 30, that is inflation, my man. This is <laughs> a capitalist country. But uh, yeah, so why don't we play that track I was talking about? Now this will probably, I shouldn't play such a popular track, especially a cover, so early in the show because Facebook has changed a bit. It seems like 
they used to kick us even if off if I played like the Bedlam punks, but now it seems like just like those anal retentive bands like that I love, like Guns N' Roses and Metallica, who I don't love. Like if you play their shit, you get booted. So we're gonna try and play the Dead Boys. Hopefully it doesn't get us kicked off Facebook too soon, but we're gonna play a Rolling Stones cover by the Dead Boys. Here is Tell Me coming off that second album. Dead Boys up next. And Cheetah's backing vocals much better than Jimmy Zero's. Oh my God, do the backing vocals on that first album suck. And if you've watched the YouTube, you know why, but I'll spoil it anyway, even though you should go there. The reason why it sucks is because that whole album, which to me is one of the all-time best punk albums of all time. Did I just say all-time twice? Three times. But uh, it was actually recorded as a demo. Those were supposed to be the early rough tracks but you know similar to the sex pistols i've always thought the dead boys were kind of an american sex pistols you know i mean the ramones are definitely not an american sex pistols always felt more the dead boys were and like so uh what is it sire records they were kind of nervous they didn't want like something like a dead boys type uh Sex Pistols type thing happening, even though they hadn't fully imploded yet, and they didn't really, similar to when Guns N' Roses first got 
signed to Geffen Records and their first seven inch, Live Like a Suicide, which is actually not live at all, recorded in a studio in LA on the record. It says it's recorded in Belgium. Guns N' Roses had never even played out of America at the time. But Geffen Records was afraid that Slash or Izzy, one of them was going to die and it was going to make or like murder somebody and it was going to make the label look bad but it sounded awesome so they made up this faux label called Use Your Uzi Records and released Live Like a Suicide which is later to be the B-side of GNR Lies the second full length album it's not really a full length album with the acoustic tracks the whole B-side Mama Kin and all that the covers moved to the city and that's Live Like a Suicide that was actually their first 7 inch so like uh, Sire Records they didn't put on a fake label, but they didn't want to commit any more money to the Dead Boys. So the Dead Boys went in for some pre-production, heard Jimmy Zero's backing vocals way too loud, didn't bother fixing it because it was only supposed to be a demo, but then the label didn't want to pay for them to re-record, and they had to release the demo, which is pretty much perfection, with the exception of Jimmy Zero's annoying girl backing vocals being louder than everything else on the record, like, Sonic Medusa ain't no Medusa! In the, in the background of every song. It's fucking hilarious. You got Stiv singing about getting his dick sucked all like rowdy and call with the meat in your mouth. And you got Jimmy like, call with the meat in your mouth. In the background, sounds fucking ridiculous. Still one of the best albums of all time. And being that we're talking about two, I really would have a trouble deciding between. I'd have to tie these two at number one. But uh, we are going to jump over to Johnny Thunder's first release with the Heartbreakers. LAMF, Like a Motherfucker. DTK, Down to Kill, that one of the bootlegs. We are going to get to a song that I learned how to play, solo and all. I was pretty proud of myself. Pretty proud of myself. It was way easier than I thought it was. Not going to lie. I hate to take it away from myself. I, When I figured out how to play this track, I was like, oh my God, I made this so much harder in my head. Here's Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers Pirate Love.
so you know me. I love that old school rock and roll blues shit. But uh, yes, yes, I see Chandler in the live chat. Yes, you were late. But Chandler, you've heard the song before. So now that I think of it, not that big of a deal. But uh, yes, of course, I already know you're going to share the show. But please share the show. Go listen to it on the podcast like 15 times. You know what I'm saying? Go listen to it like 57 times on the podcast on like all three platforms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Chandler, all I said was you guys are from Virginia. It was a demo. You are singing and new to the band. What else can I say, my man, if you are still live? I'm getting pissed off, yo. There's a fucking tree outside my window. Now, I have lived in this house for almost 10 years, and um, never have I had a problem with ants in Pogo, which is the attic of my house. And what's really weird, the last two days, like, I don't see any ants anywhere. But as soon as I start playing guitar, one single ant, starts to crawl up my leg. And I've never had so many ants try and crawl on me before. And I kill it with toilet paper, and I go run and throw it away. And now I'm just fucking, hey, there's, why is there so many fucking bugs up here now? Jesus Christ, this has never happened before. I don't know, I think like maybe my air conditioner thing is falling out or something. But holy fuck, the thing that's weird is I've, I've yet to see a group of ants. I just kill one every five minutes and another one spawns. I've only even seen two at one time. I've killed a hundred, but it's all one at a time. They keep popping up 30 seconds away from each other. And yeah. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. There is a giant, at least it's a daddy long legger, a giant daddy long legger right next to my Hardcore Ink magazine with uh, Ellie from uh, the Dabochkas on the cover. And uh, yeah, Hardcore Ink tattoo magazine. Dabochkas were on the cover of that. Dabochkas playing at CY Fest, which <clears throat> is one month from two day so the pogo crew getting ready to do some traveling we go into seaside this weekend uh sean and his portion of the joe junior pogo crew my junior pogo crew as well as rude girl jess renee i think uh mike and johnny stopping by as well we're going out for the weekend it's going to be a blast and then we're headed out to cali in just a few weeks now either last week or two weeks ago i played the Davachka's lineup that is actually playing at CY Fest, which is with JJ on vocals, who sings like a Wicked Heart and all that. But I want to play a classic. I want to play an old school one. If you type in the Davachkas online, every track that comes up is a live version of this. Here's Oi Toy. Catch them at CY in Cali.
the Devotchkas classic track, but yes, coming out of NYC. Now, basically, I've had Stephanie on this show. She was actually the first guest. I think it was like episode four. I think it was single digit episodes. Now, if you go to Spotify, like we, we've been on for, I believe, seven years, seven and a half years now. And uh, yeah, my daughter is seven, my youngest. So we've been on for seven and a half years. And um, you can find hundreds of episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but we literally have hundreds more. And that's what's really good about this show and different than like a sports show like we used to have or a politics show like I listen to. Like with a sports show, you can spend, or God forbid if you're writing articles, you could spend three hours hypothesizing about where this wide receiver is going to go when free agency hits. And you post that shit, and then boom, free agent, and not, he gets traded. Like, boom, it's over. That, even if you nailed, even if your article predicted the exact right spot, in two days, that article, that episode, meaningless. This show, not at all like that. You can go back and listen to episode one and you're going to have a fucking blast. All we're talking about is this. We get, in fact, we're more fucked up. Shit was crazy back in the day. <laughs> crazy back in the day. But, um, you know, we're talking about shows from the past. You'll find all these older interviews like Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie basically said the girls, they were, they were everybody's girlfriend. And they got tired of just being everybody's girlfriend. And they were like at the band practices. And they're like, we can do this. And uh, that's basically the story, origin story that uh, Stephanie tells in her interview on this show. But like I said, you can't find it on Spotify and iTunes anymore. What you got to do, everything is on Podbean, but the easiest way to get there is to go to pogocityhq.com. Pogocityhq.com is our latest site. Now, um, there is an MP3 player up there where you can stream for free or download for free. Uh, pretty much all the tracks I've played on or recorded or released over the past couple of years. There's also a Parasitics track or two up there from the 7-inch and an Unsubs track. So uh, go check those out. You can stream them for free. You can download them for free. But on there, you can get linked to the Podbean, and that is literally every episode we have. Now, you can get the Podbean app. That might be easier, but it's, who wants it? Like, nobody uses this. Podbean really gets used for publishing. That's what I use it for. And then it forwards the show out everywhere. But literally every episode we've ever done, and I think it's somewhere close to 700 now, or over, everyone we've ever done is up there. And also on there, you can get linked to the store, because basically the store is like an Etsy shop. Some of the merch, like the records and the stab shirts, are hard copy merch that I have in my house and need to mail out to you. Some of the shirts are made to order, but don't you fret, they are not vinyl. They are screen printed shirts. I uh, made some videos showing some samples <coughs> of uh, Scratch and uh, the Spiky Tops logo. There's some women's cut shirts up there. There's the mugs. We got a mug with the artwork from the record. Speaking of the record, I think I'm down to 12. Personally, there's some spots that have it, I'm sure. I know the Parasitics have some. Me, myself, down to 12. I should actually be 13, but my dog has finally decided to, start, decided to start being bad and ate a record that I had packaged out with an address written on it sitting on my table 
because I needed to take it to the post office. Dog ate the whole goddamn thing. She's only being bad when we leave her alone. It's the only time she's bad. But uh, yeah, we're going to play another track, and I'm going to go on a little tangent. And there are some crazy people who tell me, and they go, I listen to your show at work, and yeah, good thing I have headphones. And we're going to talk about some stuff that I has, thank God, nothing to do with us. Uh, just a major, insane story. We were talking about serial killers on here a couple weeks ago, and boy, oh boy, do we have something to talk about. And I think perhaps, perhaps maybe the appropriate track to be played next is GBH. Why is this not? I want to hear some Necro. Let's play Necro. Yes, I was not ready to bring this up, so give me a second to find it. Here's GBH with Necrophilia for Miss Taylor Shabiznes. <laughs> Some GBH, Pogo City Radio. Got to see them a few months ago. It was amazing. Literally got a 60-year-old drummer. They were great, still kicking. They sounded great. The uh, They really did sound great, though. I remember saying it on a uh, Pogo uh, back further. But the reason why I played this... Now, I don't know how many true crime fans we have out there. But uh, so... Technically not a serial killer because it's not a series of murders, all right? But in Wisconsin, you know, like where Jeffrey Dahmer's from, now it just came to trial, and uh, it happened during COVID. This chick who, now look, if you type in her name into Google now, you're going to be like, Andrew, what are you talking about? But take my word for it. When girls get locked up and they're in there for a year, they don't look the best. This chick was hot. She, had, she was well-developed up top, okay? This dude she was dating, meth head, she way out of his league. Some scrawny little nerdy looking meth head, right? right? And um, apparently they were getting ready to have sex and she's a bit of a dom. 
And the dude brought out the dog collar that he wears with the chain, and Miss Shabiznis began to choke him. Now, the only thing that was different was he tried to tap out, and she didn't stop. And she claims that she was having an almost out-of-body experience. And she didn't want to kill him, but she was having fun and wanted to see what would happen. So she kept pulling on the chain, and then she held his foot, her foot on his back with him on his stomach and pulled back on the chain with her foot on his back. And then his tongue shot out of his mouth, and he like bit into it, and blood was shooting everywhere. And she says, on many occasions, I didn't want to kill him. He was my buddy. I love him. I wanted to see what would happen. So she's on meth, and um, she strangles the dude. And then, well, what are we going to do with the body? We're going to go get some kitchen knives. And this psycho-ass bitch gets a bagel knife and some other steak knives, okay? She uses the bagel knife so much that it rounded the edges because she is not only cutting through flesh, she is cutting through bone. But that's not all. But that's not all. She proceeded to blow him, his dead body, which she says in her police interview and giggles, it was half hard. He had a little chubby, like a little halfy. And she blows him while she saws off his head through the bone and all with a bagel knife. Now, before telling that graphic story, the cops kept asking, what did you do after he died? She said, well, I played with him. She kept saying it just like that. I played with him. Throughout the entire trial, bitches laughing, making faces, making gun shooting uh, gestures at the uh, fucking judge. Attacks her first attorney. It's all an act. She was trying to plead insanity. Attacks her first attorney he gets uh he dismisses himself from the case she had to get a different one she confessed to the whole thing it was really to see if she was competent or not but she blows him while she chops off his head then continues to dismember the body chops off his dick shoves it up his own ass she chopped his dick off and shoved it up his own ass. While this is going on, his mother is right upstairs. Her mother's boyfriend or husband also right upstairs. Cuts him into a bunch of little pieces. There's still pieces missing. She said the cops can have fun trying to find it all. Uh, she was apparently a fan of Jeffrey Dahmer, had been uh, searching him a bunch. She's from Wisconsin, uh, where Jeffrey Dahmer's from. And uh, now there were reports that they found parts of his body in a crock pot. But it seems like it was just in a box that housed a crock pot. Like the original reports made it sound like she was cooking them. But there doesn't seem any reason for to see like a cannibal thing. But there is a crock pot mentioned at times. There's still parts of the body missing, according to the coroner. So this is how small she was chopping them up. Like, so he said he's still missing like the left thigh, which means she was cutting him below the torso and also above the knee, so we're talking like 18-inch pieces, just doing it on his bed, you know what I mean, while everybody's home. The bitch leaves his head, balls, and dick in a bucket 
at the bottom of the stairs with a towel over it. His mom walks down like a day later, moves the towel, finds the head, doesn't notice the dick. Now, this is where it gets real weird. So I'm watching this, right? And I'm literally watching this like live. I, I literally watch Senate hearings. I'm definitely watching a court case where some chick who's hot, by the way, is sawing off some dude's head while she's blowing him. Now look, now look, I hope to not get murdered, okay? I would so prefer to not get murdered. If I get murdered, dude, that's the way to go out. And I know I'm making light of it, it's sick, but I just love the fact that I'd be sitting there and they'd be, well, I'd be in the ground and they'd be talking about this at my court case and my fucking friends would be like, fucking Andrew getting more pussy dead than I am alive. What the fuck? And it would just be like this ultimate last middle finger back to all my boys that like, you know, I was getting blowjobs while I was dead and you can't get a blowjob right now, motherfucker. Ah, yes. And also, FYI, let's be real. Let's be real. If you had the chance to have sex with this chick and not die, that would be some of the most amazing sex of your life. Come on now. Come on. Let's be real. Chick is batshit crazy, obviously. But she's, she's really not. But it, in my own opinion, so I watched all of the hearings, a lot of them live. I would flip off when they would go to recess, come back. Then I would watch the analysis. I was even watching a body language psychologist break down her motions afterwards. And like I said, she was super animated. Like she literally attacked her lawyer, openly laughing, openly laughing, yelling, go bears, throwing up metal signs, did not give a fuck. And this is a terrible person. I'm making light of this whole situation. I've said it enough, but, but honestly, all I got to say is that, that gives me more respect to it. And I mean, the bitch is getting life. There is no death penalty in Wisconsin. Of course, they were trying to say she wasn't competent to stand trial and that she should be housed in a mental institution, not a jail. She lost on all that bullshit. She knew she was going to lose. She knew she's going to jail for life. And the last thing you want to do is look like a bitch. This bitch attacked her defense attorney, unprovoked. He wasn't even speaking, but uh, tried to act like she didn't know what was going on. It was absolutely insane but when his mother found him so I'm watching the court case and we're like me and Jess are like and even Ava's watching it we're like no way that we're listening to the 911 call right and there's a woman on the stand we're like that can't be his mom it's got to be the 911 worker because she's showing no emotion and the 911 call so first of all the woman has her boyfriend call it is so calm they're like um we think we found a head in a bucket at the bottom of the stairs. I shit you not, the 911 responder goes, do you know where the body is? I'm like, Gee. they're like, um, no. And, uh, but the woman then, they get, she gets on the phone, she goes, she's talking just like I am. She's like, I walked down the stairs, I moved a towel, and I'm, I think I saw my, my son's head. I, I don't know what to do. I'm confused and freaked out. And we're like, is that really how she's talking? Like, in no way does it seem like she had any part of it. But it was like, how are they not sad? And not only sad, you'd be sad if you heard your son just died in a car accident. Your son not only died, he was beheaded in your basement while you were home. And you found his head. And your reaction is, I'm a little freaked out. 
Um, I told my boyfriend to go downstairs. Before they call 911, they tell her boyfriend, her boyfriend goes down. He claims, he's on the stand, he's like, my eyes aren't so good, so I don't know what I saw. It might have been a dead animal. But this poor woman finds it. They got the body cam footage of when Taylor's show business, mine show business, me and Jess said that 57 times. Every time a prosecutor would ask a question, we'd be like, none of show business. But uh, yeah, pretty, pretty lame. It was entertaining, though. It was entertaining. But they got the body cam footage of when she gets arrested. Dude, she literally has blood and cuts on her hands. But the chick is calm. And this is also why she can't really win her insanity play. Because when she's doing her confession, I watched the whole thing an hour and 45 minutes. They have a separate um, like half hour confession. I watched the whole trial. She's just calm and talking about it. And he was really her buddy. And she didn't want to kill him. She doesn't ever get worked up. Even when they're like she only gets worked up like insulted, but uh, like she like laughs and giggles most of the time. Fucking insane story. I was obsessed with it. It was all I did all week was pay attention to this goddamn trial and the Gilgo Beach serial killer. Did you guys hear about that Long Island serial killer? They they first they met, find one dead lady of the night they're looking for and then a quarter mile from Gilgo Beach in Long Island they find like remains of 11 different people and they arrest this real estate developer who like I don't know but if you're in the New York real estate game I guess it was a big deal all over YouTube fucking crazy serial killers running around girl necrophiliacs like I just I'm sorry though I don't want to get murdered but if I do get murdered fingers crossed I hope I get blown afterwards. She blew his dead body while she chopped off his head. Fucking insane. You guys got to look it up. It just, just look it up on YouTube. There is 10 trillion videos on 10 different channels. I was watching the long crime shit. Just type in woman beheads lover, Taylor, whatever. This is the craziest. There's mad pictures. I've seen the dull knives. She left the blood all over the bed, just threw some fucking towels on it and shit. Fucking the cops were damn near ready to vomit. I don't understand how the mother was like, yes, I found my son's head in a bucket. You would think she would be hysterical if he got hit by a car. She literally finds his severed head and barely shows any emotion but yeah just had to go on that tangent because it was fucking insane fucking insane and speaking i did instantly think we were also talking about the gilgo beach serial killer as soon as i started listening to this story the first thing that jumped into my mind was the sloppy seconds and that's where we're going up next with the horror of Party Beach on Pogo.
and last night when over 20 teenage girls were brutally attacked and murdered during a slumber party. A survivor described these monsters differently from those which terrorized the beach only a few days ago. All right, a line has been crossed. I was complaining to you about the ants, and it's still happening so weirdly. I'm finding an ant every 30 seconds, but never seeing two at a time. It's like I kill one, and it respawns. I just found this motherfucker crawling into my goddamn open dab container. It is fucking on. You want to know only the worst thing that's ever happened besides that with a bug? Well, I've had couple bad bug stories. So, right, I'm working at the YMCA, and uh, it's one of those seasons where stink bugs take over. The rhinoceros bugs, you guys know what I'm talking about. You step on them, they smell gross, and they're real hard. Nobody can kill them. All right, so these things are taking over the Y, all right? I'm the maintenance man, one of them. So I, I hate bugs. I got to deal with this. But, like, I, I'm glad to kill them. You know what I'm saying? So I'm running out of bug stuff, and then I'm just thinking of, infanti of, of uh, unique ways to torture these little fuckers to death. So uh, Because the main reason I was so angry, I'm on the pool deck. It's 9,000 degrees. I go to walk up to the water fountain. I press the button. Water shoots up. I did not notice the stink bug sitting on the spout. The water shot the fucking stink bug directly into my mouth. And then I went to war, spraying them motherfuckers with bleach. You know what I mean? Because that takes like a whole minute to kill them. And their wings get all fucked up. Fuck bugs. Fuck bugs. Okay? Nah, but what, what the real good shit was, so right on the pool deck, so like if it's like part of a biohazard kit, if like somebody shits or pisses on the deck... And uh, let's say peas, you know what I mean, a liquid, all right? You grab this powder, you dump this powder into it, and it turns it into a gel, so instead of a liquid, so you could get like this little pooper scooper with like your hazmat suit on and scrape this shit up. So what I decide to do, I start having like a little cup of water, throwing it on a bug, and then dumping this hardening agent onto it, and then just cursing it the fuck out. Because fuck them things, yo. Fuck them things. Fuck these ants that keep crawling on me. It's so fucking weird. I've seen ant hills and, like, not had so many ants on me. I can't find more than one ant at a time, and there's one crawling up my leg every 30 seconds. My air conditioner attachment is halfway out the window. It's not easy to access. That's where this shit is coming in from. I have got to do some work. I got another quick, terrible bug story for you. I'm tearing down this uh, building, right? And this is what I'm saying. Like, I hate bugs, but I, I got to deal with them all the time, especially doing demo. I'm ripping this thing down. I'm taking down the ceiling, right? And mind you, I've been working in this thing for two hours. I have not found an abundance of bugs. I get to this piece of sheetrock on the ceiling. Luckily, now, of course, I wasn't standing directly underneath it. I would have pulled it onto my own head. So I'm standing slightly to the side. I pull this down. It comes crashing to the ground. Literally thousands of bugs. Just like a moving black blob of different types of bugs just comes crashing to the floor, sending them ricocheting everywhere, crawling everywhere. I am having a goddamn heart attack. I am screaming my lungs out like I just found a decapitated 
body <laughs> and uh, the normal reaction one would have to finding a head. And uh, I am screaming like a little bitch, running out. Then notice I need to compose myself, looking. I'm like, okay, no one saw or heard me. I'm like in a quarry, pretty much. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this like five minutes and we're going to reassess and I go in there. But luckily, you know, the majority of them hightailed it out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like they're more scared of me than I was of them. So while I was gone screaming like a little bitch, like uh, three quarters of them disappeared. And then like I was able to just get like the main piece of like sheetrock and insulation they were living in and like just grab the whole section and toss it. But oh my God, fuck bugs. Fuck them. Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. Speaking of fucking, if that miss your business can get a conjugal visit, you, you hit me up, honey. <laughs> There'll be police outside the door making sure she don't chop my head off. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I guarantee if you slept with that woman and she did not murder you, it would be the craziest sex of your life. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, you know that shit was insane. Yo, her, like, my uh, Facebook pictures, she looks hot as hell. She doesn't look all good in court. She's been in jail for a year. You'd be like, Andrew, what are you talking about? Speaking of looking good, though, funny as hell, right? I see this gorgeous girl on screen, right? She looks like she's, like, not even 30. Gorgeous girl. And it says, like, some, like, um, sex slave abducted, and I'm like, oh, this poor girl. And of course, yeah, wow, look at her scourge. It's ridiculous. Not that that makes it any worse, but I, you know what I mean. And I click it. The chick was the predator. This gorgeous girl, they were saying was a predator because she fucked her 16-year-old student. It was like in fucking sane. And the part that was the most insane about it was the two good dudes on the screen trying to be like, now look, this is a heinous crime. And I know a lot of you were sitting there and you're like, you're laughing and you're like, why are we even talking about this? Come on now. Love They're like, no, this is just as bad and such and such and such and such. And I'm like, no, no, guys, obviously it's not because if the, the shoe was on the other foot, if the gender revolves, roles were reversed, nobody be like, oh, my God, you would have no reason to say that these are the same things. Just the fact that you need to sit there and clarify and go, it doesn't matter that he was a boy. This is still heinous. No, dude, bullshit. I guarantee you that dude was having a blast and his mama found out and shit a fucking brick. Because I'm not going to lie, our fucking, one of our grade level principals got caught for fucking a student and she was hot as hell, right? I would have totally slept with this chick. And if my mother would have found out, she would have done that same damn thing. My mom would have called the cops and said I was being like abducted. But it was just... It was so clickbaity, but it was like, come on, come on. Yeah, I'm sure. So you mean to tell me that this kid, I, I mean, I, that this kid, come on now, dude, she was hot. She, it was like your, your 11th grade fantasy of a hot teacher. And it's like, and just the fact that the whole interview, the whole episode was just them trying to say that it was just as bad proves the fact that it was just ridiculous. <laughs> a boy sleeping with a gorgeous woman. He, I, uh, stay with, uh, uh. <laughs> but yes, we are going to get to another track now. Uh, but, but, but you know what we're going to do? I think I still have the turntable. We are going to play, even though I have the record, 
We're going to play it from the internet just because it's more manageable. I did get this new lower class Bratz record. I talked a bunch about it in the last episode, so I don't want to repeat myself. So go back, check that out. We are going to get to what is the new single of this album, I guess. All the young dudes are pissed. New from LCB. Playing the uh, video, sorry. It'll, it's got it. There you go. Like I said, I got the LCB United. I don't know why Possum Kingdom's playing. I got the LCB United Special Edition 
release of that record, One of a Hundred, came with an awesome merch pack. I posted a bunch about it on our Instagram and our threads, I think. So at Pogo City Radio, give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, they actually came with playing cards, not playing cards because it's not like Jacks, Kings, and Queens, but like uh, like kind of like football player type cards. And uh, so I got, um, it says first series, but I, that implies that there will be more. I do not know if there really will be, but uh, the lower class brats, Ron, they shared it. Maybe you saw it in the stories. I got some weird noise coming through right now. I don't know what it is. Sorry about that. I don't know what the hell that is. That's some low frequencies. Lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, go on uh, YouTube, LCB's YouTube, our YouTube, uh, fucking Instagram, I mean, and uh, go check it out. I opened up the cards. I was going back and forth if I was going to open them or not, but I just like really nicely opened the package, slid them out and slid them back in. It said it came with chewing gum. I don't know if it fell out and my dog got it, but I was being pretty gentle. I didn't see no goddamn chewing gum, but uh, I got a card of each member, so I was trying to figure out because it says it's the first series and basically so if you remember maybe some of the garbage pail kids like some of them had facts on the back but one of the other series when you turned it over they were like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle and that's how these lcb cards are so the sec so let me let me try and get this in order i'm jumping around so the cards are numbered okay and uh, it says it's the first series and there's the numbers on the cards are not like, so I got five cards. They're not numbered one through five. It's like number 44, number 63, number nine. So that then, at least once again, implies that there's perhaps a minimum of 63 if I got that card. So I was like, oh, these are, there is more. These are random. Everybody did get different ones. And then I couldn't think of the drummer's name, which is Nick Bratt, by the way. But uh, thank you, Marley, and uh, who's also in the comments right now. But uh, I wanted to see if maybe his name was on the back. I flipped it over. That's when I noticed it was a jigsaw. I real quick put it together. Now, my jigsaw was three pieces short, so so there was not enough... So that then tells me that there is more cards, but then I was like, I was kind of confused because I got a single solo shot of every member of the band and then one group shot. And now that seems very unlikely if the cards were random that I would get a single like headshot of each member and one group shot. So I was floating out some different theories just in my head wondering if maybe the second series will finish the puzzle. And a um, also another theory I came out with is that perhaps everyone got a card of a single like headshot of a member and then the group shot, maybe the group shot varies, and there's perhaps four different group shots, meaning I would have one, there would be three more missing, which would then, when you flip them over, perhaps complete the puzzle. I am just hypothesizing, but a really fun, interesting merch item, and I got it for virtually free. I paid $25 for the fucking record and a mad shit came with it. An awesome vinyl. We don't want vinyl t-shirts, but we love vinyl stickers. An awesome vinyl sticker I got on my car and I do not put stickers on my car lightly. I first I would have no stickers on my car and then it was just stickers of my band. 
And I only put them on the glass. But uh, I got an LCB one up there, a real nice Droog skull that came with it. And uh, yeah, definitely worth being a member of LCB United, especially if you signed up for it when it first opened up. I got an awesome high-gloss autographed picture of all of them. I got... um like a membership card, like a diploma-looking thing. All the records come with, like, patches. I got multiple nice embroidered patches from them. They all come with, like, a certificate of authenticity. So it's like a card stock piece of paper with, like, a Drew skull on it and, like, the year and shit. And it says, like, mine is 80 of 100. And, it, like, all the dudes signed it and stuff. Really nice job putting it together. Uh, I I feel like, I don't know this, I feel like that's Ron who's doing a lot of that because he seems to uh, communicate the most when I be uh, posting this shit and uh, seems, to, but I don't, I don't really know. But whatever they are doing, a great idea, this whole Orphans Run thing, still working with TKO. I don't, they don't call it, I believe, Orphans Records. It's like Orphans company or distributor or something because it's still TKO Records in America. But yeah, definitely a good album. I've listened to it all the way through a couple times. I, I really like it. I really do. Like it sounds just like it's this is what I would imagine if Blanks ever, which I don't think they will, ever got around to doing another full length album. I would imagine it would be just like this lower class Bratz album, like a parallel to it. Like it's not redundant. But it's the lower class brats instantly. Like, you know, I will say, if I have to give one, not criticism, but one thing where I was like, huh, a little disappointedly surprised, a little light on the solos. And um, what I mean, not that the solos are bad, there's just a lot of songs without solos. And I know that's common in a lot of punk rock, but like in Blanks, for example, there's a solo almost all the time. And I feel like the lower class brats, perhaps not as much, but I feel like there was more solos, guitar solos. And I really like Marty and the style, so there's some good solos on there. But I, I did, I there was like at least like three consecutive tracks, and I was like, huh. Not one of those had a solo. And I, I really like the solos. That's all I'm saying. Great album. Great album. But yeah, you know, I'm a flashy guy. You know what I mean? I like, flaunt it if you got it. And I just want to hear some more Marty, maybe some more Fred. That's all I'm saying. Album sounds great, though. Pumped to have it out. And uh, even though I did say I don't ever really think Blanks would get around to doing an album, that doesn't mean they won't get around to doing any other type of release so uh, i don't know go bug them guys go bug them guys go tell them you want a seven inch tell them you want a seven tell them you want a split I'm telling you just go talk to them i remember i i feel like the stabs really just started with me talking shit the rebirth of it i'm pogo saying mike put me in this goddamn band blunt as fuck mike i play bass put me in this band hey and it worked so go bug them about putting out another seven inch because renee is recording with me and it seems like she kind of got that itch like she wants to write some songs because i did do most of the writing for the spiky tops i think we're recording next weekend in virginia be hanging out with joe and chandler and the piss ant guys but uh so renee will be down there we're getting ready to record and i can tell she kind of got that bug and i think i think you you bug blanks enough you're gonna get them into a seven inch or a split you, you will so go bug them go bug them and uh blanks will be playing at cy fest of course i will be in attendance with rude girl jess now uh 
We're going to tell you about the show real quick. So Slaughter and the Dogs, fuck yeah. The Verukers, the Skeptics, a bunch more like Defiance, the Vodkas, Blank 77, and, uh, you know, top of my head right there, top of my head. Uh, but it's at the Blasco. I feel like if you're going, you already have your flight booked, and uh, you're already getting ready uh for the show and have your tickets, but definitely excited about it. Perhaps the next show will be some type of preview where we'll be playing a bunch of the bands. I'm trying to look for more bands to rattle off as we talk. I can't find them right now, but uh, that lineup enough stacked. And also, I know the night before Friday, there's definitely at least one huge show with a lot of the bands that are playing the full festival. going to be more of a club environment. I'll have to get you more details on that, and I imagine there'll be more than one pre-show I also know there's a post show, but uh, me, Renee, and Jessica are going to Nintendo World, bitches. So fucking got tickets, got fast pass, front of the line pass, whatever you want to call it. So uh, in Universal, in Japan, they came out with a Nintendo World a couple years ago. We watched YouTube videos on it. It's fucking amazing. We are a Mario family. My kids will not be there. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, so on um, one of the days off, we uh, we got tickets for, I guess, the show. The show is, I think, Saturday. So I think we got tickets for Sunday or Monday. I don't fucking know. But we will be at Universal and the all new Nintendo Land just opened in America. It literally opened like last month or some shit. It is brand spanking new. There are three rides, one of which is mostly a kid ride, some Yoshi ride. Uh, the other ride is like a real interactive thing. I don't know much about it. The main attraction is based off the Mario Kart game that me and my kids love and it's called like Bowser's challenge or whatever I don't know what the fuck it is but unfortunately fast pass does not work on that one attraction so we're going to be sprinting over there and we got fast pass for most of the others I think there's one other exclusion but um, I have never been to California Universal I love Universal it is my favorite theme park in Florida and I was so pumped about Nintendo World and now it's in California this sounds great I think it's been in Japan for like five years it's fucking amazing they got the question mystery thing floating all around and that's what that second ride interactive thing I was talking about kind of has to do with so you get like a bracelet and it's like uh, it correlates with a character be it Mario or Luigi or whatever and when you hit you got to hit all the question marks the mysteries that you would like get mushrooms out of in the game you got to hit them and that's part of the activity you're doing and they're scattered throughout the park and uh, the gift shop looks fucking amazing but uh, definitely gonna be a blast really looking forward to the show really looking forward to just going to California I have never been there I am definitely looking forward to seeing the broken cuffs they'll be playing our boys in the broken cuffs I want to go uh, hang out with Ricardo for sure love that dude and I hope you guys saw because it, it was fucking beautiful my man knows how to do it. Now, uh, Kelly, she uh, is on a hot air balloon ride, and not just any hot air balloon ride, one in Mexico. And what part of Mexico? Oh, just the Temple of the Sun. I believe the biggest pyramid in North America. Ricardo drops down on one knee. Other people, you know, in like in a public setting, they're in the basket of the hot air balloon. But um, 
he proposes, and they get it all on camera. It appears there was also, it looks like maybe he had some type of drone with a camera that was filming them. They got some amazing flyby shots. Of course, she said yes, and uh, it really got me, because I have already, now, Joe from the unsubs and the spiky tops, me and him, we both really like aliens. We're both really into pyramids. I am super into ancient history. I like Graham Hancock and stuff like that. And uh, so uh, I have always, I've already started looking like for like hardcore tours through Egypt and the pyramids of Giza and the Sphinx and like Thieves and Cairo. And I found this like really inclusive trip that's $10,000 a person, but it's a two week tour. You get guided through the uh, pyramids on Camelback. You ride to the pyramids, walk through the pyramids. Can't walk up them anymore. It's illegal. And like I would, I have been pricing this out like for a while, and like just like a bucket list type thing for me. And neglecting the fact that there are pyramids, and I did knew there were in Mexico. But what really drew me to them, I was like, wait a second. I almost, I don't want to say, because like, it's literally like a lifetime goal. I don't even call it a goal normally. I just say, I am going to Egypt. I will be at the pyramids, and I will hopefully see the hieroglyphics that kind of look like the Futurama spaceship and the helicopter. You know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm talking about. Go look it up. They're definitely real. Everybody debates what they mean, but they look like spaceships as fuck. But uh, so I don't want to say, well, going to Mexico will be good enough, but it's like so much more practical. Theoretically, I could drive to the Temple of the Sun. It would take like 48 hours, but theoretically, we could drive there. Now, that trip to Egypt. $10,000 a person, so if justice coming, that's $20,000, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure Renee would be tagging around, ta tagging along, and we'd be 30000 But, like, the Temple of the Sun, we could just fly in to fucking Guadalajara, right? And that's not too far, and you get there. But it is now the only pyramid you are legally allowed to climb. You can get arrested for, I don't want to be arrested in Egypt. You could be arrested for climbing the pyramid in Egypt and pretty much everywhere else. And it is very dangerous. It, it is. But the pyramids of the Temple of the Sun, they actually have like a staircase built into them that's always been there. And it's the only pyramids still around that you're legally allowed to climb to the top of. So it was like, ooh. See, it was, so because it's like, I want to, Set my sights high because I, I want more than just the pyramids. I really want the Sphinx and I really want Thieves and uh, that's all in Egypt. But so it's like, but Mexico, more manageable. Hopefully I end up doing both. Fuck it, I will do both. But an extra little dash of the Pyramid of the Sun is you can climb the outside of that one. So it was like, oh, sweet. So it's not just a me going as a second choice. It has its own unique feature that I am really excited about that I can't do anywhere else. It's another perk because I would love to climb the outside and you still can there. So I'm trying to go to the Pyramid of the Sun. We are going to play two songs and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And uh, yeah, we are going to play the two bands we've been talking about the most right now. We're going to play the Broken Cuffs and followed up by Blanks, both playing at CY Fest. Like I said, please go to pogocityhq.com. Lots of cool stuff there, like the store. Stuff is 
super cheap. It's as like as cheap as I can possibly make it. I literally make a dollar and fifty cents on the mugs, and I think I make a whole five dollars on the shirt. But a good way you guys can help support the show. And if you don't have any money or you don't want to spend any money and you want to help support, just click that share button, be it this video or preferably even the podcast. But even though we're ending now, share this video. People can catch it from the front and uh, go over to PogoCityHQ.com. Give us a follow on YouTube, youtube.com slash at PogoCityRadio77. YouTube got the weird handles. Our handle everywhere else, just at PogoCityRadio. But um, on YouTube, even with the URL, you got to use the at sign, and it's Pogo City Radio 77. We are going to play The Broken Cups. Now, they recently, within a year, I'd say, released a music video for this next song. It comes off their full-length album that they were cool enough to send me in the mail. I got to send them out some one-sided records. They have sent us plenty of shit. Yeah, I got to hit up Ricardo and get his address. But this song is called Fight Go to the Broken Cuffs YouTube. Perhaps Hardcore Worldwide's YouTube. Find the Broken Cuffs. Play and fight. It's an awesome video. Congratulations to Ricardo. Love the Broken Cuffs. Look forward to seeing you guys at CY Fest. Here they are up next on Pogo.
All right, that was the Broken Cups. Like I said, go on YouTube, go like that video, give our YouTube a follow as well. We are going to get to some blank 77 as we get out of here. Like I said, going to be in Seaside this weekend. Maybe come on out and meet us, me, my family, Renee. We staying for the whole weekend. Sean and his family coming for Saturday, I believe. And uh, I think Mike and Johnny are going to be at family's houses in South Jersey, and they're going to stop by on Saturday, hopefully as well. We are definitely taking out Wave Runners. I have gone once. Renee has gone once. We went together, both on a single, but at the same time. And it was so funny. We were out there for like 20 minutes or whatever it was. Not long enough, I'll tell you that much. A little pricey, though. And... Uh, fucking there we are just gunning we are completely by ourselves we thought we were going to be like in some like area like we're just in like a lake or a bay or whatever a bay i guess and we are jetting and it's all sunny and we're racing each other and like it's the first time we've ever done it and i notice when we have like five minutes left that there's actually a digital speedometer on this that i hadn't noticed and we're gunning it and i'm standing up on a wave runner flying and i look at this thing it's going 77 78 77 78 we're maxing out at almost 80 miles an hour so we were going at least that far that's at fast that's what the speedometer was topping out at and we were like holy shit we've been driving 80 miles an hour and had no idea not that i'm going to do it any differently now it was just hilarious i had absolutely no idea we were going 80 miles an hour i mean that's some roller coasters parts of some roller coasters like regular roller coasters not like the most insane roller coasters in the world but uh yeah we're gonna get the fuck out of here before i start talking about roller coasters that were supposed to be in dubai and six flags but they closed it all and i, I could go down some holes my man we can get the fuck out of here I especially i appreciate everybody in the live chat we leave him with some blanks and i think what i'm gonna have to do even though it's a terrible quality we pirate it because lord knows where the masters are me and renee pirated this track recorded it from the turntable plugged it in to my mixer into the interface and made an mp3 to upload to spotify so you bitches could hear their cover of london boys now i love this first of all because it was the first blank 77 record i had and i was like so what it was i i knew who they were and didn't have their stuff and then i uh, got the pogo attack and so i had those tracks and my friend had a Tanked and Pogo CD that I eventually like stole from him. You know what I mean? But I, I hadn't stolen the CD yet. So all I had was the Pogo tack. And then I got this split and found it a double decker. And I was flipping out because it was on yellow. And it was only released in Germany and such and such and such and such and such and such. And I did not know that London Boys was by Johnny Thunders. I knew who Johnny Thunders was at the time. But I'm literally like 14 right now. I don't know every track you know what i'm saying like i knew like the dolls and the heartbreakers i didn't know the later later stuff like this like london boys it's not that late the that's actually on the first solo album which is i guess technically the only solo album we're getting kicked off youtube right now or facebook but uh what the fuck is it called so alone we playing blanks covering london boys sorry about the quality but that's the reason why go to spotify 
Go give them a follow. Go like this. Go follow Pogo on Spotify and iTunes. Remember, go to Pogo City HQ. You can get linked to the Podbean, and uh, you can find every single episode there, including like episode four with Stephanie Devochka or 10, whatever it was. I don't remember. Here's Blanks covering Thunders with London Boys. Pogo, see you next time. Blank 77 right there. And uh, yeah, I did notice. So we've uh, we've been getting, it's crazy. I don't know if like the Pogo page is like shadow banned or some shit, but I stopped going live for a while because there would be no one and it was only the podcast. And then I was like, ah, fucking let me try it once from my own page. And it gets seen by a lot more people on my own page for some reason. But um, I'm going through some of the comments. There's a bunch. And I did see, I believe, I think it was Sean. I want to say it was Sean. And uh, he wanted to hear, be my guest. And I think it's referring Miss Taylor Showbusiness, who, uh, you know, now in police custody, but uh, yeah, convicted by the way, and none of the insanity shit, just hasn't been sentenced, gonna be sentenced in September, the bitch is getting life, there is no death penalty there, but uh, yeah, so he, so uh, uh, love Sean, regular listener to the show, definitely wanted to get him a request, I see a bunch of other bands here, but I believe when I see Monster Squad, Erections, Dogface Bastards, those are more bands playing at CY Fest, which is coming up one month from today but uh sean gave us a request and it's definitely for miss show business mind show business so uh we're gonna get out of here with adam and the ants this one's gonna get muted on facebook be my guest pogo see ya <laughs>
nice boys in the salon? Oh, pretty nice. Fuck it, one more. I any nice queer boys. Do you fool with any of them? And how do you know I dig women? Ah, uh, don't tell me that. Christ, let's not go through this again. All those beauticians that you don't have any boy dates? I don't want any boy dates. Oh, honey, I'd be so happy if you'd turn alley. No way, I'm straight. I mean, I like a lot of queers, but I don't dig their equipment, you know? I like women. But you could change. Queers are just better. I'd be so proud if you was a fag and had a nice beautician boyfriend. I'd never have to worry. There ain't nothing to worry about. I worry that you work in an office, have children, celebrate wedding anniversaries. The world of heterosexual is a sick and boring life. Sometimes I think you're fucking crazy. I'm real happy just the way I am. Some sloppy seconds coming off destroyed. I don't want to be a homosexual.
God, I did a show today. This is the second time this has happened. Second time this has happened. I get an old email address, right? Get a new email address and don't update it on Podbean. And this is the second time this has happened. Apparently, my last payment bounced. And it's for some reason sending it to one of Sean's old email addresses. And I just went to go publish this show. And it said, if I didn't pay by uh, 10 p.m., it's 5.30 p.m. of August 1st, which is today, our channel would be locked, which means every episode would be gone. It would because it's we we missed our payment for I guess it's been a couple weeks. So the every episode would have been gone. And it's seriously like twelve dollars. Like that's all it count. That's all it costs. Like there was just I either needed to update the card or a problem with the billing. And everything almost just got gone forever over twelve dollars. Second time this has happened. But it's only been seven years. It's only been seven years. And you know what? I, I got nowhere to go. I, I, this just came to me. People, that's actually Sean texting me. Let me put my phone back on silent. I was talking about Sean. I, I had a, he left the live chat. So we're not even live anymore, podcast listeners. But uh, he left the live chat. So I wanted to text him and tell him well, that I was playing his fucking song. Well, Messenger, whatever the fuck it is. But uh, yes, yes, his birthday is coming up. So happy birthday in advance, my man. We love our Pogo faithful. What the fuck am I even doing? I was going to play a song for Rude Girl Jess. She gets stuck on songs, and she plays them so much till you hate them. And Jessica did that with this song. Actually, she did it even worse with Thinking About Drinking, but we're going to play Fuck the Radio and actually get out of here now. I need to go say hello to my children. Catch you guys at CY Fest. Here is the Potato Pirates with Fuck the Radio.
right. All right. Now, uh, I, it's so rarely, so rarely that like something can happen in the real world where it's like, ooh, we should play that Gigi Allen song. So we got to do another one for Miss Shabusiness. Here's Gigi Allen and anti-scene with Sister Sodomy from the Murder Junkies record. Sean broke the button. Party's over. I have nothing to do now that this trial is over. I definitely am like a Stockholm Syndrome person, I guess. Oh my God, this bitch was driving me. I just, I was like, yeah, conjugal visit, all about it. Uh, conjugal visit, let's go, let's go.